Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I am so excited to have with me Jamie Lynn Walno. Hello. Hi. So yes. happy to be here. Yeah. So Jamie Lynn is an author of this amazing book called Holy Revolution, and she lives in Texas with her husband, She with um, Lance Walno Jr., and she hosts the Set Apart Women podcast and the Next American Show podcast. And I'm going to actually let her kind of introduce herself and share a little bit about herself for some of you who don't know who she is. If you ever have a chance to go and see her live, I highly recommend it. She is very entertaining, very witty, um, and oh, so biblical. So <laughs> go ahead. It's like the best compliment. Thank you, Heidi. Oh, and I yes. love seeing you. I love, we have bumped into each other so many times. It just feels like well, we have known each other for a while or known of one another at the yeah. at a minimum. And I love how the kingdom just brings people together. But yeah, I, my name is Jamie Lynn and I love preaching the gospel. I love it. I love reading the word of God. Our pastor this past Sunday just preached a totally fear of the Lord, reverent mm-hmm. message on the written word of God. So and good. I seriously thought we were going to bust out in revival because I'd never heard such a beautiful display of how holy and important and sacred his word is to us daily. Anyway, so I love the word of God. So I pray in Jesus name that everything I do is biblical. And if, if it isn't, I pray that I have, I'm surrounded by people who correct me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love preaching to women. I do host a podcast called set apart women, Mm -hmm. and it has turned into this ministry where we're meeting in person. And Mm -hmm. the Lord told me to create what I needed in person because other women needed it. And let me just tell you, it is just taking off. I, it is his ministry. It is just an act of obedience and it is so fruitful. What God is doing every time we gather in a room to even turn into a small group two to three times a month in my home with women. It's just beautiful, but God is real. He's alive. And I get to see that every day. And my desire is to just grow and know him more. And so if you, you know, if you ever get a chance to see me in person, I thank you for describing like that. I'm so happy. I'm pretty black and white. Um, I don't feel like I get the cute cuddly messages, but somehow God gave me a sense of humor to deliver it. Yeah. Gen- gently, not gently, but maybe in an entertaining fashion, but true. So I, I am grateful for that because the weight of the words I feel like I get are more like not turn or burn, but like, but kind of. (laughs) They are, they're heavier words. And, and can you explain who your father-in-law is for some people who are like, Oh, I've heard her name before, but I don't quite know what that is. So who is your father-in-law? My father-in-law is Lance um, Walnow. And he, uh, not to be confused with my husband, Lance Walnow Jr., because people get that mixed up a lot and we don't need to do that. Um, But yeah, he, he's, um, he was a traveling itinerant speaker in the church. He's one of, he's not the creator of the seven mountain you know, message, but he's the one that took it and ran with it. And he, every time he speaks is extremely revelatory. He was predominantly speaking. Um, and he does speak within the, he's a Christian, 
um, a pillar in the Christian um, church in the body of Christ, but he also went on to um, share more about the political climate and what's going on uh, and shake things up in the church in that way. And so that's what he does. And so people may have heard of him and I'm married to his son. And um, I, every day, am just like, whether good times or more difficult times, I am grateful that those times are with my husband, Lance mm-hmm. Jr. He, he raised, uh, Annabelle and Lance raised an amazing son who was so pure, mm-hmm. so gentle, mm-hmm. so kind, which is so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he, he's a man in, in the word of God, pure and set apart. And he is so kind to me. I feel like I just, I'm like, you are so like Jesus. I'm like, I did not deserve that kindness, but you just being kind corrected me right there. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I could go on and on. This isn't I, about I could, husband, it's but... like you can release this to every single person who's married right now to that that can be in their marriage. And Come on. Yeah. you could be that person in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have it, be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Um, so I would love to have you share some of your journey, some of your bumps and kind of before you really felt like God just set you free. I know depression has been part of your story, just kind of negative thoughts about yourself. Um, Let's share kind of before some of that freedom showed up. Yeah, totally. When I was in junior high and high school, I was medicated for depression and it was something that my mom, you know, it was like one of those things like, mom, please don't tell my brother and sister, please don't tell dad. I don't know if she told dad, but I mean, there was uh, antidepressants sitting on top of the oven that I took every day. So, I mean, you know, Um, but it was just this thing and it was like a cycle of depression. I was told it was a chemical imbalance when I was younger, which was true to the studies they had found at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have my master's in communication. So science is, uh, I love research and I love proper research. So I am very right and left brain for anybody tuning in right now. Um, I really, uh, especially when I graduated from graduate school, like, you know, I had battled depression all throughout. And I knew deep down, it wasn't from God. Um, I was so happy to be around people genuinely loved being around people so much that there's no way anybody could have known unless you had like been praying for me and had a discerning spirit. I didn't have the Holy spirit yet until college. So, you know, fast forward when I graduated, sorry, let me stop you for a second. When were you saved? Like during this time where you were Christian? I I was saved. Most definitely. I was saved. I just didn't have the Holy spirit yet. I always thought the Holy spirit was a Catholic thing. So like I grew up, I will tell you from the time I can recall, there's never a time where I can recall not knowing about Jesus. And my whole life, I never thought I was talking to myself internally. I always thought everybody was talking to God 24 seven until my senior year of high school. When my youth pastor was like, wait, what? And I was like, wait, what? You're, this isn't normal. Like I thought I, and I, and I seriously, I don't know what it is, but since I was little, I just processed everything internally with God. When I'm taking a test, when I'm trying to make a decision, I can't say that I always listen to him, but I, but I did like, I just always known him and loved him Mm -hmm. and continued. The more I get to know him, the more I realize there's so much more to know. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I graduated college or when I graduated with my master's degree, I say that because I, I also graduated with a lot of pride. Um, and, uh, I wanted the real thing, but I've always wanted that my whole life. So when it came to the Holy spirit and manifestations of the Holy spirit, it's never anything that I easily just gave into, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I still, to this day, I would 
like if somebody's going to pray for me and I feel like they're trying to push me down, I'm going to keep standing. <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. Cause you're like, no, this, I don't want this to be fake Yeah, yeah. I want them my whole yeah. life. So, um, so anyways, I, I say that because, you know, if anybody had said anything about me, they'd probably say, yeah, she's super joyful and a happy person. Um, but when I was alone, um, I was just so, I hated, I just hated myself and I literally had a demonic view. I don't know how else to describe it of myself. I had photos hanging up in my bedroom in grad school and I went through and took them all down because of what I saw was so twisted and dark. Years later, I saw, I pulled the same photos out of a box and I was like shocked that what I saw when I took them down is not what I saw anymore because wow. the Lord had renewed my lens, but it was truly a twisted, like the way I saw my face and it was just so dark. Um, I felt like, you know, I, I was, uh, on, on, a, on paper, my resume was awesome. I loved leading and serving people. Wow. Um, I had so much fun. I was the president of my, um, sorority or social club, whatever you would call that. Um, I genuinely like, um, I just assumed at that time, I hate, I hated myself so much. I assumed that women voted me in because I was fat and because they weren't intimidated by me, <laughs> but like, wow, it's yeah. just real, yep. like yep. these dark thoughts that you just yep. have, yep. um, which is not true, but it no, was but so true to me. Yep. You couldn't tell me different. And I also was not telling anybody that I felt that way, except myself internally over and over again. Yep. So I'm on staff at this church in Dallas in my twenties. And, um, I am struggling with depression. It had been two or three months of where's the joy. And it was literally to this point, I'm the children's pastor, mind you, is to this point where I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to experience joy again in my life. Mm-hmm. Like that was the, wow. that was my truth at the time. Yeah. Hear me out reading the word of God, but marinating on death, like and destruction in my brain which manifests in your body, which manifests in your thoughts, which manifests in your life. Um, you know, in scripture, it says that if you were to even look after a woman and lust in your own heart, it's as though you've committed the sin right. in the natural. That was the Jamie Lynn version of that scripture, but you know yeah. what I'm talking about? So yeah. to me, it says what you think upon is you Who might you as are. well be doing that. Yeah. Who you are. Yep. And so I was creating that. So I just confessed. I had, I was so tired of it. Finally, I just confessed in a staff meeting about this depression and all these incredible men of God came and they surrounded me. They were so mad, not at me, but at the enemy Mm. laid hands on me, prayed. I was not medicated for this round, by the way. Um, but I, they came and prayed and it opened a door of hope for me. So Mm. hope the door of hope cracked open. I was not set free at this point, but I had hope for the first time about this. I also want everybody to know, I've always known, even before the Holy Spirit, that depression was not from God. I knew it wasn't from him. And I knew he had something different. Mm. I just couldn't experience anything different yet. That's how I felt. And that was my truth. Um, So they pray for me. And then we end up um, that Sunday. We are at a church service and they do a ministry call. Don't even remember what it was about. I'm on staff. I grew up in the, in a church where if you were in the church, you had it all together and you didn't tell anybody your problems. Um, I didn't necessarily feel that way at this point. When I ran to the front, I was the first one who ran to the front. 
for the ministry. I just wanted to be free. I was desperate. I reached my point of desperation. I was no longer going to settle for the status quo of depression in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just reached this point where hope was opened. The door of hope was opened. Mm -hmm. I ran to the front for prayer. A mom came up to me and was so mad. I love how everybody was mad in a, in a, in a loving way. She's like, I'm so mad that you're up here. Why are you up here? And I was like, I just been battling depression for so long. I haven't felt hope. And I just want to be set free. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So she starts crying and cause she saw who I was in the Lord mm-hmm. and she starts praying for me and she sends me, she texts me these, uh, one or two videos from Dr. Caroline leaf. Mm-hmm. If you know, Dr. Caroline leaf, she's a Christian neurologist mm-hmm. and she studied the brain for decades and has, is just, it's like revolutionary what she has. So remember how I said, I had a lot of pride. I care, but I'm also, you know, you don't have to care about having statistics and research down. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you're prideful, but I'll say I had some pride. I really needed to know the science behind this too. So I'm listening to her and she is just blowing everything I thought about depression out of the water. Mm -hmm. This is a neurologist who has studied this and is continuing her studies. A lot of people will study something and not continue their study. Yeah, that's a good point continues her study. So please keep that in mind because I know a lot of people who are listening right now, which first of all, I love you. And, um, this is not from the Lord that you have this, and I'm not blaming you for having this. So please do not hear the accuser is the enemy and he will come in and try to make you feel guilty and shameful for what you're going through right now. I trust me. I had my PhD in depression. Mm -hmm. So, um, my hope and heart is that as I share this with you, that you can hear the heart of the father and his desire for you. So she starts going through and saying, depression is not a chemical imbalance. That is old news. And any doctor who says that has not studied the brain and is not up to date on research because we have found that it is your thought patterns. Mm -hmm. It also can be what you're eating that changes your hormones. There's a lot of outside factors, like how you're eating, how much you're drinking water, what you're putting into your body, what you're watching on TV. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that it can affect this and cause this, but what was so profound to me is I was so, I actually found hope that it was not a chemical imbalance anymore because I didn't go to a doctor that studied depression again, that said, this isn't a chemical imbalance. That's what I heard when I was in junior high. And that's what we knew it to be. Right. So I'm listening to Dr. Caroline Leaf for like a week, every single night, two weeks. I don't remember the exact time frame. Yep. <laughs> I'm listening to it over and over again while also listening to worship and just reading the word and believing God's going to set me free. Like, I don't know how I'm just desperate. Wow. I hear you saying this. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I have to repent because I have been marinating in not your truth with a capital T, but in Jamie Lynch truth, that is totally not from God. Right. So my, my thoughts are being restored. I'm not set free yet, but I'm, I'm, there's some things that I'm doing in the natural that are headed that way. Yeah. I go to a Bible study filled with these parents. I'm just going to be super real about this. Um, I go to this Bible study and I kid you not, here's the girl who is like, I want the real thing. I don't want anything else. I'm sitting there and they're like, does anybody have anything that they want to share? And they're quiet. And something starts rolling through my body And I want to get out of my skin, but I can't. It feels dark. It is squirming everywhere physically. I can feel it all over my body. And all I do is want to leave, but I sure as heck am not going to speak up is what is happening right now. And, and, And it's like, there's this part of me that's like, just say it, just tell them. But then there's this other part of me that's like, I just want to get out of here. I need to get out of here. What do I do? And I'm with my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. And this girl comes up to me. She's like, Jamie, you need to share whatever's going on. And I was like, Ugh, like annoyed. 
but like, this is the Lord. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like Jamie Lynn has something to say, like somebody stepped in to speak up. Yeah. Anyways, I share, Hey, I've been going through depression. I just don't want it anymore. I go over to the center of the room and all these fathers are surrounding me. Interesting. One of them looks at me and says, you know, you're not leaving here with this. Right. And I believed him. And I looked at him. I said, yes. Mm. And they began praying for me and instantly, well, through, through this prayer time, yeah. you know, there's like this chain that I could feel around my feet and it, it was cut and removed and I was set free. Mm. And then from this point on, you know, I'm delivered. I feel joy. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the world changer. So how I confessed, I was depressed to people. They prayed for me, opened a door of hope. I go to the ministry call for healing because I'm desperate. I know God's going to do it. His word says he sets people free all the time. And so I go and I get those YouTube videos. So practical from this mom. I start listening to Dr. Caroline Leaf, reading the word worshiping and it marinates my heart and breaks down all the Ugh, of, mm. you don't need to tell me what depression is. You don't need to blah, 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 blah. Cause when you're depressed, it's hard to hear wisdom in ways. Not that's true. No, that's good. Yeah. Because you've been told and surely I wouldn't be the thing that everybody's saying isn't from God. You know, there's just a lot of thoughts that I had in my own mind, but mm -hmm. I get set free. And then practically Heidi, the way that God taught me over time, it kept building upon itself. This vision is he said, Jamie Lynn, you are a house. Jesus is sitting inside you. Mm -hmm. And when these thoughts come knocking, because they will, the depression thoughts, and they still try to come knocking, but this is what's so cool about it. I can open the door or not. And I remember everything was so sleek and white and clean within me. And I heard the knock, the darkness at the door. And I looked back at Jesus sitting on the couch and he was like, you don't have to open it. But he wasn't doing anything to keep me from opening it. Just letting me see that you're in a clean, pure dwelling place. It's up to you, but I'm here, but I'm sitting in here. And then it moved to like Princess Diaries when it's like, she runs across the grass and it's like, get off the grass in all these different languages in the movie. And it's like the alarm goes off when these thoughts try to come into my front yard. So they can't come to the front door anymore because there's an alarm in my yard that lets me know where I'm on my street. And then over time, I'm like, wait, 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 I'm a gated community. Like they don't even have to have the code to get in. So they're so far away when they try to come at me that it's not even like you can't even knock at my door because I'm not even letting you into close to me enough. Like I'm not even tempted to go down that road again, like at all. That's Jesus though. Jesus did this for me. Jesus set me free. Jesus delivered me from depression and it has never come back. And it's been 10 years, at least, at least since I've been set free and delivered and not once has it come back. And this was something that continued to show up every year, minimum in my life, all just for long, you know, forever. And it was just like, will I ever be free? And I'm just saying there's hope oh. in Christ Jesus. His word is true. He really does deliver us. He really does set us free. And he shows us how to stay free when we look to him, like as near as one sitting on our couch in our living room, when we look to him, he really will help us stay free. Oh my gosh, this is so good. There's that was somebody... a long story, but no, that this was is so good. story. There's so many things that are, that I, that are coming, that are showing up for me. One is how biblical the vision that you were talking about is like, that's like the tabernacle. Have you even gone into that? Like, and I haven't even, paralleled that. 
You have not. Okay. Well, Papa Pagani's book actually literally goes into this and how in Ezekiel, it talks about this. Like it is like the outer court, the inner court, the, the our, our, we are the temple of the Holy spirit. We are a house and you knock on the doors in the windows. Like there's all these different parts of like who we are that is resembles the tabernacle and the, how the, I it's in Ezekiel is the other, the other place. So this is, this is huge. So the other thing I want to ask you about is I think that there are some Christians that don't believe that we can have a demon or that Christians can be demonized. And I just want to like clarify that. Cause you're like, I got delivered. Jesus delivered me. And that deliverance is actually for Christians. Like you can't be delivered if you're not a Christian, but but um, Vlad, um, I'm going to say his name wrong. I'm going to say Pastor Vlad says that we cannot be possessed as Christians, but we can be oppressed. So you were oppressed by depression. Like, you, you know, it was taking over you. So can you talk about that, that process of deliverance and kind of the intricacies of that so we can help people who struggle to believe that Christians can actually have a demon and what what was happening there because clearly you love the Lord you're talking to Jesus you're in the word of God you're you're talking to God you're in worship you're in this amazing church but you're struggling with depression and I think this is so rampant right now and what you have to say is like revolutionary and what we all need right now well I think that first I think about, I would love for somebody to show me in the word of God where it says that you cannot be. I also want to say, when you look at free will, the gift of free will to God, you can be a Christian and turn your back on God and become oppressed or possessed. You can turn your back on Jesus any day of your life. But when you are turned to Jesus and you are following him, there's like, it, he keeps you like when you're on that highway of holiness in Isaiah 35, it doesn't mean junk isn't going to come at you, you know, but like you can, you can stay, um, on the course in the highway of holiness. It does say that it protects you from all evil. It doesn't mean evil isn't going to come at you. It means it protects you. And you think about Job who loved the Lord. I, I also want to recognize that Jesus wasn't walking the earth yet when Job was going through what he was, but when Job, Job, God let Satan go after Job. And just said, you can go after him, but you can't kill him. Mm-hmm. And Job went through hell and then lost everything. And then was re- it was abundantly restored. And the New Testament and the Old Testament are both beautiful and true and alive today. And I recognize that, thank you, Jesus. You came, you showed us how to live. Then you gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit who dwells inside us and walks with us. And I, you know, there's, you know, I'm not going to also speak on things where I am not a, a theologian, mm-hmm. but I love the word of God and I have not yet found where it says that you can't become demon possessed. I do know it says you better not, it's better to be completely not following the Lord than to be lukewarm where mm-hmm. you're like, yes, I'm a Christian, but here I am watching pornography Yes, and letting the spirit of lust inside my body and in my eyes that leads to so many other dark twisted sins. Yes, And that is lukewarm Christianity. And he says he spits people out of his mouth. They will not have a place in the kingdom of heaven. So like it is better to not know God and not be following him than to have known him and and walk away from him. And that's one of the things that I'm very passionate about is like the kingdom is so different than what the world says. And I feel the world can easily bring mixtures. And some of these pastors who, Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus, please let us keep praying for these leaders and these pastors who have 
you know, this fame anointing on them or whatever it is who aren't actually preaching the gospel, it can be very easy to give our opinion rather than the true word of God. And the word of God is what stands. It's what doesn't lie. And if we have a reverence for his word, we can find truth in it all. And I was choosing to marinate in darkness internally every day. And I was holding on to it. And I was so, um, what do you call it? Blind. Mm-hmm. And so on autopilot that I wasn't even able to see until I became desperate in the in that door of hope because community mm. brings freedom. You can't live in a cave. Trust me, if you're in a cave, you probably got some problems. No, <laughs> like, yeah. No, like even in God's good. word, Proverbs 18.1, it talks about somebody who is isolated cannot value sound wisdom that is from the Lord. Like it's dangerous. You become prideful. You you can't hear people. It's like, That's good. it's dangerous. So community yeah. helps set me free. And so I know I may not be answering your question directly, but free no. will to me is like the ultimate, like, yeah, you can have whatever you want to hold yeah. on to whatever I want to eat. I can eat whatever I want to watch. I can watch whatever I want to listen to. I can listen to. It's totally up to you whether you let it in or not. Well, and I think this is what I love about your book, because your book is really drawing people into the power of holiness and how we really need to have a revolution of this. In your book, you actually say this, you say on page 97, it says, do you know how many times throughout our lives the word gets twisted? And you were talking about after the 40 day, Jesus's 40 day fast and and the Satan came and twisted the word. And so we can be in the word and we can twist things and we can make it to be what we think or what we want. And it's, it's very, it's, it's dangerous. Like even saying that, like, you know, deliverance isn't real, then we just all stay in bondage. Yeah. We just all stay depressed and say, oh, it's a chemical imbalance. Just keep taking medication and keep taking medication. I'm not saying that medication is is right. bad and wrong, but I do think medication is a bridge to be able to get to that place where you can repent. Like when you were able to repent, that's when I feel like the door started to open. Yes, totally. Oh, repentance. Look, we cannot be free apart from repentance. Repentance is the first message. Our Jesus, the one that we claim to follow preached, yes. and it's the one message that led the way John the Baptist preached repentance wherever he went. And disciples went and preached repentance to prepare the way for Jesus to come into the town so people could receive the kindness of God is what has led me to repentance. That is the word of God. His kindness leads us to repentance, not your judgment, not your criticism, not you telling people they're wrong when they already know they're wrong. It's his kindness and his love that leads us to repentance. Thank you, God, because when you run to him into his, you find loving arms, you don't find this wrath hateful. Like when you're choosing to run to him and say, I'm so sorry, that's not who I am. That's not who you are. I want you. You're going to be met with love. When you run to the world, you're going to keep falling into the cycle of depression or gluttony or whatever it is, emotional eating. It's just going to stay on a cycle because you can't really set yourself free. He said, right. Or even the next thing, like you keep I'm not against books, but you kind of keep reading this thing and next thing. And what's the thing that's going to set me free? And you keep trying to find the thing that's going to be the final thing that's going to set you free. Um, So, yeah, I would love it if you could pray for our listeners. But before that, is there anything else that you feel led to share? This is coming to my mind. It's pretty radical, but it's true. Like we as Christians, 
we believe that Jesus came through a virgin, walked the earth, was, and my pastor said this this Sunday, but this is something I've been thinking about because we were just believing for resurrection life in a little boy and we didn't see it. Mm-hmm. However, Jesus came, walked the earth, and we believe this. And he died and then he rose again. And then he ascended back to heaven after taking the keys of, you know, death from Hades. You know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. kind of legit. And who's to say, why would we not continue believing in resurrection life today? Because when Jesus died, the whole earth shook and the tombs of holy people opened. And then they appeared after Jesus rose from the dead in the cities. Like Jesus wasn't the only one resurrecting when he resurrected. So if we believe that Jesus is real and his word is alive and active, this isn't something that just happened one day. Jesus is alive. He's a real person and he wants you. And it's so crazy because if he can resurrect life, why could he not deliver you from depression? Come on. Like it's nothing. And resurrection life is not hard for God, which is really offensive when we haven't seen it, but we're, yeah, that's a whole other topic in itself, but I hope this makes sense. And like, if he, I feel like when I speak to Americans, I'm saying if he is resurrection life, why would he not set you free from depression? Because we rate in America miracles and resurrection life would be the ultimate miracle. Yes. I feel like from the way Americans rate things. Yes. So he wants to set you free and he is a real man who was raised from the dead. And if you don't believe that, then you literally are not a Christian. That is the foundation of being a Christian. And if you don't believe it yet, you know it, but you don't really believe it. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and help you with this revelation that he's alive, that he's, he wants you to be free. He died so that you don't have to carry depression anymore, but are you going to let it go? Because you're not meant to carry it. And some people get really comfortable in something, but life is so much brighter and more joyful and beautiful and stable without depression marinating inside you. That's what I would add. So good. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. You want to go ahead and pray? Sure thing. Whatever, whatever God's leading you. Yes. Holy Spirit. We love you so much. Thank you, Jesus, for your spirit. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. I just ask even that um, for those who are listening right now, if they do not yet have you, Holy Spirit, dwelling inside them, I ask that you would come fill them, that you would baptize them, that you would fill them, that they would know um, that you are with them and that you are setting them free, that you would deliver them. God, that those who are tuning in, maybe they have a family member who are um, bound by depression and they just don't understand because they've never had it. Would you touch them with kindness, gentleness, empathy, and your wisdom, like your true wisdom that comes from heaven? Would you give them insight and wisdom to know how to love their family members, um, to pray for them, what to say to them, how to serve them, how to love them. Um, And Lord, that we would be filled with faith in your word to decree and declare your word that you set us free today, that you are healer, that you are the abundant life that we've all been looking for that can truly be found in you. Would you help us fall in love with your word, fall in love with um, who you are as a person. Um, And I just believe, Lord, um, that you want to set our nation free from this oppressive spirit of depression, even within the body of Christ. God, it starts with us. It starts with the person listening in. It starts with me and our families. Um, And then I just thank you for setting your church free from depression in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So how can our listeners get a hold of you? I know you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram, um, you have a website. Let us know all the goodies. 
Okay, um, so I'm about to start. We've been going through a crazy change in our world the past several months. So I'm about to start uploading our podcast again for Set Apart Women. You awesome. can that's what it's called, Set Apart Women. You can follow our page in, on Instagram, Set Apart Women. Literally, that's what it is. And then our website is setapartwomen.co. Okay. You can also go to jamielynwalnow.com, but I would go to setapartwomen.co. And then my YouTube is Jamie Lynn Walnow. Um, I'm going to just spell your name. It's J-A-M-I-E-L-Y-N-W-A-L-L-N-A-U. Yes. Not the stereotypical Jamie Lynn spelling, but here we are. Yes. And I love to connect with your people. I love people so much and I'm grateful for social media to stay connected with people. Yeah. And then one other thing, could you talk a little bit about some of the events that you're doing and that you're speaking at. Um, I know some of them are with set apart women, but you do also speak and you travel. Um, So maybe share a couple of the the upcoming ones. There's one in Nashville. Um, Oh man, I wish I had my calendar because there's a lot of women's events this year. There's one in Nashville, women on the front lines Mm -hmm. um, that is coming up May 4th or 6th. Yep. And then we have our first, our second women's retreat here in Dallas, Fort Worth for Set Apart Women. It is crazy epic. Well, let me just say it is worth every penny, every minute. God does crazy things at these retreats, whether you're a new believer or you are like, you've been following the Lord for decades. I'm telling you, it's, 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 uh, it's the real thing. Um, and that is June, the first weekend of June here in Texas. You can find it on setapartwomen.co. And then our Prayer gathering is going to be in the fall. We're locking in a location right now. So you can, uh, it's like a conference. It's mm. crazy awesome. It'll be our second one, our second year to do this. Oh man. And I can't think of other events right now. That's good. So the um, the one that's in Nashville is through Patricia King's Women on the Frontline. So that's yes. where they could Google to find that. Um, and then I do also want to encourage you, the listeners, to get her book, which is called Holy Revolution. Um, so you can get this on Amazon and it says finding true satisfaction in a life set apart. Um, and I just want to just share this really quick. I had a dream and I think, I can't remember if it was before I knew you or afterwards. And all I heard was it's going to be a holy revolution. That's all the dream was. Um, and so I feel like your, your book is extremely timely and it's something that we need right now. So I just really want to encourage the listeners to get this book, share this book, um, and, and spread the message. Yes. Thank you. I agree. This is his word. This is his heart. And if we're, this is basic Christianity to be holy. I'm so glad you had that dream. That's so encouraging. Come on, Lord, do it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much, Jamie Lynn. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.